Hey, what's up guys? It's Xavier here again with Televerde. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of On The Yard. And today we're gonna to be talking about three tips to build the best demand generation engine. So there's three tips that I wanna you know, quick fire at you. This is a, an idea that I had um, a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of wrote down the idea, and now I'm just recording the podcast. So um, I want to give you these three ideas or three tips to help you either refine your demand gen engine, because at this point, I'm assuming that you have all those functions up and running, or if you're a startup or a new company and you're just building it, here's three things to take into account to make sure your demand gen engine is running as smoothly as possible. So number one, your customers should be at the core of every single thing you do. So in order to run an effective demand gen campaign, you have to know who the campaigns that you're putting out into market are going to. So really refining and defining who your ideal customer profile is. We talk about this all the time, but you can't talk about it enough. So your ideal customer profile isn't just defining, you know, this person is in a marketing role, their title is director and above, they're this company with this revenue range. All that is important. You should know all of that already. If you don't, you should go and do the research but refining your ideal customer profile. So as we know, the landscape of B2B buyers or B2B businesses change quarter to quarter. We have different objectives, different goals, you know, different targets that we're going on. And if we have a revenue goal as we get later in the year, it, the anticipation and the anxiety towards hitting that goal gets a little bit higher. But all of our shifts and, and ideas and things focus depending on you know, where we are in the year. So one of the things that we like to do here at Televerde is to really keep a pulse on, you know, what our, our ideal customers actually care about. And luckily enough, we have a great SDR team um, that takes notes uh, with every meeting that they book, every call that they take. We have all the call recordings and things like that from those conversations. So we can listen in um, as a marketer and figure out, okay, what are, do our customers care about at this time of the year? It's Q1, um, let's say, of 2020. Um, what are the pain points and problems that they're they're having? Those things are going to be vastly different than if it's Q4 and they have pipeline that they need to make up, you know, right away. Otherwise, you know, their department is going to get changed around. They're going to lose budgets. They may lose their jobs. Things like that. So those concerns are going to be different between Q1 and Q4. So we look at the feedback from the SDRs to figure out, okay, what exactly is it that our customers care about right now? And as a, a you know, demand gen team, we look at, okay, what types of content can we serve them to help them? What things can we give sales to help them address those pain points, problems, or solutions that our customers are voicing? Um, what things are they seeking out Televerde for? How can we better position ourselves and our brand? Where are they finding us from? How do they you know, initially find out about us? How did their journey start? Our SDRs are great because they're finding out all that info. Most companies have to send out surveys to get this type of data. Our SDRs are on the phone every single day making calls to our ideal customers, and they're finding out this kind of market insight that allows us to refine and you know point our campaigns in the right direction to make sure that we're making the most amount of impact. So that's tip number one, creating a customer feedback loop in order to get the most amount of detail and data about your ideal customer profiles. Um, based on the seasonality. So not just defining, you know, the big core things like, okay, what technologies do they use and, you know, where are they located and what's their revenue size and how many employees, like all that stuff's great to know, but it's even more important to know based on, you know, seasonality of their businesses or seasonality of the market, what do our ideal customers care about in Q1 of 2020? 
Because as a marketer, I can put together better campaigns, better messaging. I put out more relevant ads. I can do everything um, that is going to help us attract our ideal customer profiles. So Q1, we hit our revenue goals, our pipeline goals. So that way by Q4, we're not like, oh man, we really sucked Q1. We needed to step it up because I kept that feedback loop. So thing number two is relevancy. So relevancy is becoming more and more important in in the market. Uh, It used to be, you know, back in the day where you can just blast out a message to, you know, your ideal customers and say, I have this widget. It costs costs X amount of dollars. Do you want to buy it? Um, That is no longer the case. There's so much noise and so many things going on. Just recently did a webinar about, you know, nurturing through the noise in the right way and, and, you know, wrong ways to do it. Um, And one of those things that I talked about is that there's so much noise for our ideal customers now. They're, you know, seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of ads um, everywhere. Um, How do you stand out in a market where, you know, their attention is, is one, shrinking, but is also being bombarded by every single other, you know, product, service um, that is in the market? So how do you stand out? The best way to stand out is by being relevant. So your customer has these interactions with you. We now have the technology to be able to keep track of these interactions through things like Marketo. And really the big one is through using intent data providers. These intent data providers um, can tell you details about your prospect. And that, and again, it's anonymized. So it's, it tell, it'll tell you things about your account um, that you care about. But it'll tell you, you know, of your ideal accounts, what are they researching online? Um, how frequent are they doing that? And that's giving you things like a surge score or, you know, where they're at in the buyer's journey um, based on how well they're engaging with certain topics or certain types of content or clusters of topics. You can use this intent data to make sure that your messaging to your prospects or to these accounts, um, because we don't know who the individual prospects are, are relevant to where they currently are. So here at Televerde, we heavily rely on matched audiences using intent data um, via LinkedIn. So what does that mean? We take our intent data from our intent provider, pump that into a matched audience in LinkedIn, and allows us to serve relevant ads to our prospects based on topics that we know that they're already researching. And from there, the people that typically click on those ads are the ideal customers that we're looking for. And then we start to build up that data on our first party um, via things like Marketo's, um, you know, Munchkin tracking pixel that's on the website. So we can start to build a puzzle of, okay, this account was searching on this topic. Um, The CMO is the one that clicked on an ad and went to three blog posts, um, downloaded a resource and a a webinar on our our website. Um, It makes sense for our SDR to reach out and contact them about these things. So piecing those things together helps you build really relevant messages because you're serving your ideal customers with topics that they already care about. You're not blasting them with a general message, hoping that they're interested. You can meet them where they are and you can meet them sooner in the journey by using things like intent data. So the third thing that you want to really focus on is um, multi-channel messaging. So you want to be omnipresent. So if we zoom out, what does that mean? Omnipresent just means that we're showing up in multiple different areas that we know our ideal customers would value. So it's getting harder and harder to communicate via email because everyone's email inbox is getting stuffed. It's getting harder and harder to communicate via um, search engines because everyone's creating content. There's so many blogs being created um, at this very second that it would blow your mind. It's getting harder and harder to cre- uh, to uh, to serve content 
you know, via video on things like YouTube and other video sites because there's so much video content. There's, it's so hard to reach people through podcasts because there's so much audio content being created. So how do you reach people? Uh, the best way to reach them is to be everywhere. So by being omnipresent, you show up in video, you show up in audio, you show up in email. Um, if you're building text message lists, um, you can show up in text messaging, you show up in advertising, you show up in social media channels, not just LinkedIn. You show up on you know, Twitter, Facebook, for those uh, brave souls who are exploring on TikTok and things like that. You're showing up on all these different mediums and channels with the hopes of meeting your ideal customer profile where they currently are. By showing up on these different channels, you allow your customers to discover you in a way that's convenient for them. Not everyone has the time to go to your website and read a blog post or watch a 90-minute or 45-minute webinar. Um, maybe they only have a couple of minutes in between you know, you know, getting their kids ready in the morning or they have a couple of minutes on their commute to work and they would rather listen to something um, or they, you know, they're binging content and they want to find out more about you and they can go to YouTube. You want to create content for all these different channels so you can become omnipresent and you want to find the best way to promote it. So some channels like LinkedIn or some channels like uh, YouTube have good organic discovery, but some platforms like Facebook and other places like you know, Google have a ton of organic competition and it's not as easy to show up. So it may make sense in those cases to promote that. So sponsored posts on LinkedIn, sponsored posts on Facebook, um, finding ways, you know, content syndication, you know, promoting it via Google search or Google display, things like that to help, you know, get that message in front of the prospect are oftentimes warranted because it's the best way to get in front of the people that you care about faster rather than, you know, waiting for Google to update and rank you on the first page. So by becoming omnipresent and serving your content in all these different mediums and all these different channels, you want to allow your prospect to discover you on their own terms. You allow more of your prospects to discover you and you can communicate them in a way that uh, they want to be communicated. And so, again, we, we go back to personalizing and making sure that everything is relevant by being omnipresent on all these different channels. Um, you're more relevant. You are in a, consistent with the medium. Um, that is appropriate for that prospect and you are driving your business results by showing up there. So those are the three things that I have for you to help, you know, build the best demand gen engine just as a quick summary. Number one is building a feedback loop to get, you know, what the seasonal trends are for your ideal customer profiles. So that changes via Q1, you know, Q2, Q3, Q4, and so on. Make sure you have that feed look, feedback loop with your SDR team. You're doing profiling if you don't have an SDR team sending out surveys to get back that type of data. Number two is you want to have relevant ads. You want to be as personalized. You want to be, um, you know, in that buyer's journey as quickly as possible with the right message at the right time. And then number three is you want to be everywhere. If you can be everywhere in different types of mediums, you are much more likely to, you know, influence that customer's journey to purchasing your product, solution, or service um, better than your competition who is only creating things on your blog. And then you're also cutting through all the noise that exists on all these different channels by being omnipresent. If I go to LinkedIn, if I see an ad, if I go to YouTube, if I go to Facebook, if I go to Twitter and I start to see you everywhere, um, our brains do weird things and start to you know build what's called synchronicity where it feels like we're seeing you everywhere. And it makes you, um, the marketer who's positioning your business um, as the best possible solution for, for that prospect because they're starting to see you everywhere and they're, you know, 
working on themselves to say, hey, this is this is a solution to my problem. So that's all I got for you. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of On the Yard. Um, I'm excited that you guys are jumping in here and, you know, binging these podcasts. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. And I will look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Hey, this is Xavier, and this is the end of this episode of On the Yard. We appreciate you joining us. If you want to learn more about what we're doing here at Televerde, please join us at televerde.com slash webinars, where you can join a webinar we have upcoming or one that's on demand. If you are enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate if you guys left us a review and subscribed. We only take six-star reviews, so please go down below, leave us a six-star review, let us know how you're enjoying the podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode of On the Yard. Mm -hmm.